Jewish audio on Chabad.org. The Basics of Hasidus, Chapter 5, Section 3, Beyond Kabbalah, The Distinction Between Kabbalah and Hasidus. The above explanation provides new insight into the relationship between Hasidus and Kabbalah. While there certainly is much overlap between these two worlds on many levels, including their respective history, texts, and customs, there is also important distinction. Firstly, Hasidus is not simply a new interpretation of Kabbalah, demystifying its secrets. Rather, Hasidus is a new dimension that is completely different from Kabbalah. Although it often employs the language of Kabbalah and explains aspects of Kabbalah, nevertheless, in the purest sense, Kabbalah is the part of Torah called Soid, which is on the soul level of Chaya in the world of Atsilus, whereas Hasidus is the element of Yechida. The Rebbe Rashab stated, The world considers Hasidus to be an explanation of Kabbalah. That is a mistake. The statement concludes, Kabbalah is an explanation of Hasidus. One can distinguish between the nature and methods of comprehending God in Hasidus and Kabbalah. Kabbalah is a descriptive anatomy, so to speak, of the body of the king, the various manifestations of divinity. It's interested in indexing, cataloging, and locating these divine revelations, assigning them places and names. Hence, Kabbalah is concerned with the technical identities and the relationship between the spheres, the worlds of Hishtalshalus, and so forth. Hasidus, however, is concerned with directly perceiving the underlying divinity of all these terms, forms, and locations. Thus, it employs all manner of explanations, examples, and parallels, including Kabbalah, in order to reveal how the essence of divinity is expressed in all levels. That is to say, Kabbalah is the technical explanation of these forms and terms in themselves, while Hasidus only uses and focuses on these forms as a means for perceiving divinity. Hasidus is not limited to any forms. An analogy. A physician only uses biology, chemistry, anatomy and the like to gain an understanding of the body's function so that he can heal. He does not necessarily need to study anatomy for its own sake, but only insofar as it helps him understand the body's nature. Similarly, Kabbalah is an anatomy of the divine, so to speak, while Hasidus is concerned with the essential comprehension of God's being and existence. The Revelation of Hasidus The distinction between Kabbalah and Hasidus is also reflected in the process in which their wisdom was received. As mentioned earlier, the term Kabbalah is literally translated as received. This is because the wisdom of Pnimiya Satora was transmitted in a most direct manner from teacher to student, tracing back to Sinai. In fact, the majority of the Zohar and the Arizal's teachings are the teachings of Eliyahu Hanavi, as he taught both Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai as well as the Arizal. 
It is therefore noteworthy that while the Baal Shem Tov did merit a teacher from on high, who imparted the wisdom that was not known for generations, it was not Eliyahu Hanavi. Instead, the heavenly teacher who transmitted the teachings that were to become known as Chassidus was the prophet Achia of Shiloh, or Hashiloni. Mentioned in Malachim as a prophet who is active towards the end of King Shlomo's life and beyond, Achia was a remnant of the generation of the Exodus and the teacher of Eliyahu Anavi. Having stood at Sinai and been a member of King, da- King David's Bastin, it was Achia who transmitted the mystical tradition to Eliyahu. As such, it was the student Eliyahu who was instrumental in the revelation of Kabbalah, while it was the teacher Achia who imparted the wisdom of Hasidus, the Yechida of Torah. This can be correlated with the fact that Achia is titled as Master of Chaya Yechida. Thus, it was specifically his role to transmit these teachings of Yechida in preparation for the coming of Mashiach. Section 4. Chassidus Absorbed The Permeating Nature of Chassidus Chassidus is a new dimension of Torah revelation on the soul level of Yechida. As explained, it's not merely a fifth level following the four levels of paradise, but rather it is the Torah's core essence. This essential character is displayed in a unique feature of Hasidus. Although its spiritual rank is higher than the other four levels, it nevertheless permeates and illuminates them all. This is because it is the very essence of each level. The nature of Hasidus may be compared to oil. While oil floats atop all the liquids, it also seeps through and permeates all ingredients when brought into contact with them. Similarly, Hasidus is not only a standalone study. Instead, it shapes a general perspective that causes all elements of Torah to be seen in a different light. Thus, Studying Hasidus ultimately extends to all areas of Torah as it infuses life into every subject of Torah learning. This causes the subject to come alive in an entirely different manner with an essential life force. This vitality strikingly illuminates and profoundly deepens one's understanding of each and every idea throughout all of Torah's elements. The Torah Unwrapped We have already discussed in previous chapters that Torah is multifaceted. Number one, Chochmah. Torah is the greatest wisdom, as it states, for Torah is your wisdom and understanding before the nations. Number two, Musar. The ethics and morals of Torah are the ultimate in truth and goodness. Number three, Essence. Although Torah includes all types of wisdom and ethics, they are not the essence of Torah. Rather, the essence of Torah is that it is divine wisdom, which is inextricably one with the Ein Sof. Although this is true in regards to all parts of the Torah, nevertheless, the main expression of the essence is found in Chassidus. 
The reason for this is because in other parts of the Torah, the dimension of Ein Sof is enveloped within a certain garment and form of expression, be it in either in Pshat, Remez, Drush, or Soid. In fact, the garment can in some ways conceal the simplicity of the Ein Sof hidden within. For example, when we study the Talmudic discussion regarding a dispute of proprietorial ownership and the resulting halacha, it is part of Torah and the halacha is the divine will. Nevertheless, the claims of the disputants and the necessary arbitration are at the forefront of the mind. In contrast, when studying Hasidus, the topic at hand is not a distraction from Torah's core. Instead, the essence of the Ein Sof is revealed, and the discussion focuses on nothing but God himself. Moreover, even when Hasidus does discuss other elements of Torah, for example, when Hasidus illuminates a Talmudic teaching in terms of its application in Avodah, what stands out is that explanation is not the garment of the Talmudic argument, for example, the litigants and their claims. Instead, it is the essence of the particular teaching which displays that it too is an expression of God's very essence. Simply put, the Torah has body and soul, and we describe Pnimius Torah as the soul of the Torah. The body of the Torah comprises its laws and directives, and the soul of the Torah is the mystical dimension that brings the body to life and gives chayas, vitality, to the body. Indeed, chassidus is described as chayas because it brings vitality into every aspect of Torah as well as into every element of life. Bringing chassidus Outward as a result of our discussion regarding Hasidus as it carries the enigmatic nature of Yechida, we can gain new perspective on the significance of Hafotzas HaMayonos Chutza, the catalyst for Mashiach's coming by dissemination of Hasidus to the outside. On a basic level, one can simply understand it as an effort to get the word out or to bring the knowledge of God to all places as Mashiach will in fact cause an all-encompassing revelation of godliness. As such, spreading Hasidus to all places is to act as a preparation for the time when all flesh together shall see godliness, and the sole pursuit of the entire world will be the involvement in the knowledge of God. In truth, however, with the knowledge that Hasidus is the Yechida of Torah, one can appreciate that there's a lot more at play. As long as the wellsprings of Hasidus are found only inside, in a receptive environment, their true nature is not yet expressed. Conversely, if Hasidus is seen as esoteric, otherworldly, or non-relatable, even if it is only in regards to a segment of our psyche or society, it is not truly Hasidus. If Hasidus would be relegated to the scholar or the mystic, this would exhibit that it too is only a specific, finite application of the Torah. It is only when Hasidus carries the paradoxical ability to be both esoteric and relatable to any audience that the true essence of Hasidus, the Yechida, is revealed.
Thus, the preparation and vessel for the coming of Mashiach specifically is by bringing the wellsprings of Hasidus outwards. Through this, the essential nature of Yechida is manifested, causing the coming of Mashiach, who Kabbalah describes as the Yechida of the world.